longer episode than either one of us wants to go episode of dwn productions thc podcast sponsored by fast custom shirts here at boycott.com now with the same amount of toasty joe is your week worth talking about not really it was uh yeah it just worked What did you watch? Tom, I watched... Let me get my spectacles on so I can see my list. I watched the second season of The Gangs of London. Now, this is the show created by that guy that made uh, The Raid, that badass action movie, and uh, The Raid 2, that sequel (laughs) to the badass action movie. And... uh, Gangs of London, the first season that started out like badass. The first three episodes had a lot of action, and then it just derailed, went downhill, man, crashed and burned. And uh, they killed off some characters at the end of the first season. And lo and behold, in this first episode of the new season, that one character that got shot in the face, he lived, Tom. He fucking I can't lived. Believe it. Because some secret organization got him out of there. They took his body and then they reconstructed him, threw him in a gulag, and now he's working for them to take down the gangs of London. But Is it the Magia? It wasn't the Magia, and it wasn't uh, advanced idea mechanics. But we'll fuck. get to that, Tom. And... uh yeah, this thing just gets more convoluted and more shitty and more characters are introduced. One's a pretty good villain, but they overuse him and it just sucks. It's just, I don't know. They ruined a good thing early and they shouldn't have made a second season. And I hopefully they don't make a third one because I'll be compelled to watch it and I know it'll suck. Um, 
yeah, Gangs of London, just fuck off with it, you know. If you want to see some good action, it has that occasionally. But uh, just go watch The Raid again and The Raid 2. Stick with those because uh, this just doesn't do it. London. Like, they got anybody tough in that whole country. Come on. Fuck. So they're not tough guys? No. They're, they're just talking like this. How do they sound when they're... There's being tough, you sees. You know, drinking a cuppa and grabbing their pistolas. Uh, yeah, I don't know. They and don't some, say pistolas? Yeah, because they bring in other foreigners that are part of these gangs. Because they, they can't manufacture drugs in London or in England. It's, it's small, you know. It's like the size of our living rooms combined. You know, that's fucking England. Uh, so they have some... Uh, uh, Middle Eastern types that have their own gangs in London, Tom, and they are the ones that bring in the drugs and the arms. Did they say pistolas? Yes. No, I heard that in a Guy Ritchie movie. Yeah, one I thought time. they were the Spaniards. So I think they say, say that like once that. in a while. No, no, uh, Guy Ritchie made a movie like Rock and Rolla Hispaniola Pistola. Bless <laughs> uh, <laughs> you. But, uh, but I haven't seen that one, but I know that's common vernacular in very old English. Uh, yeah, fuck that show. Okay. What'd you watch? What'd you watch? Oh, let me, let me refer to the... Hey, Joe, let me just go to the stack. Okay. I got a couple boxes of slop from the, uh, the folks... At Vinegar Syndrome, Joe. Mm. First one up is the Beastmaster. You ever seen this one? It was all no. over the television. But sets. I believe that one is highly sought after, right? I doubt it. That they disc? were fucking. No, they sold that shit on their overstock sale for 18 bucks, and that's okay. why I picked it up. Maybe there was a flip <laughs> that they did. And I have seen the Beastmaster because it was a mainstay on HBO back in the day. Or as they would say, hey, Beastmaster's on. Get it? HBO. Mm. Yeah. You uh, like this one, Joe? Don Coscarelli is in it. I remember liking it. He's not in it. He directed it. Right. He directed it. Yeah. I'm sure he's a background character. No. <laughs> Probably waiting for the bus or something, you know. I Him think he played John Amos's stand-in. <laughs> uh, I remember liking it way back then. You know, I haven't seen it since I was in, like, eighth grade or so. So who fucking knows? I think you'd like it, Joe. It's one of those swords and sorceries, legends and loincloth movies that you huh. always fucking clamor on about. It was all right. It's not really for me. I remember seeing it as a kid and being like, oh, uh, uh, that was a movie, I guess. But, uh, yeah, I picked it up because it was only 18 bucks and it had, like, documentaries and shit on it. So I watched it. It was all right. <laughs> a lot of the same shit I already heard in that Don Cascarelli book. So, uh. If you're a fan of the swords and the sorcery stuffs, I mean, I'm sure you'll like this movie, but just really wasn't my thing. And then they kill the helper dog in like the first five minutes. So I was like, you sons of bitches. 
And I'm sure ferrets were getting murdered left and right the way these motherfuckers were handling these things and shit. And the panther, though, the panther's awesome because it's not a panther at all. It's a tiger. They spray painted black and they're trying to trick you into thinking it's a panther. It's not Joe. It's a spray painted tiger. Does he have like a hawk or an eagle or something too? He has an eagle, but not an American eagle, an American bald eagle, because that would be racist. Right. They have an African American eagle in it. Yeah. And I remember there was some kind of ring that they would spy on the Beastmaster with. It has an eye in it. And the three witches, they look over the cauldron and that's how they see. Yeah, they, you know, hey, let me hold it. Let me hold it. And then Perseus, you know, steals it from the... (laughs) Well, you know, they take a little bit from column A, a little bit from column (laughs) B. Yeah, it was all right. It's uh, darker than I remember. And there were some naked ladies in it. And I was like, oh, I don't remember that. I watched this when I was a child. That's because yeah, you probably I watched averted the TV cut. As a child. <laughs> oh, like, what is that? No, no. I don't want to forcefully molest the TV and break it again. <laughs> I was beat when I did that with an old shoe. It was the old beaten shoe. It was like a leather loafer that the uh, bottom of the shoe was separated from the actual shoe. So when they'd smack me with it, it would go every time because the shit would just clap back after it hit my fucking face. It would be... It was like a Mexican guy after he did his little... But it was a fucking chunkla hitting me in the fucking face there, Joe. But yeah, Beastmasters, it's all right. If you like sword and sorcery bullshit, watch it. If not, don't. Scanner Cop Joe. Another one I bought because it was $18. Have you ever seen the Scanner movies? I've seen the first two Scanner movies. And I've not seen Scanner Cop. Or Scanner pretty Born. good. Scanner the Children. <laughs> no, I'm not going to watch that shit can save that for Victor Selva and fucking Brian. They could have a popcorn party together watching that shit. But I watched Scanner Cop. It was all right. It was pretty fun. I've never seen any of the Scanners movies. Don't really give a fuck, to be honest. Excuse me. I figure once you see the gif of that head blowing up, that's pretty much the whole point of the movie. So why would I watch that shit just to get to that gif? But uh, this one's about a kid who's a scanner, a.k.a. he has Jean Grey powers. And his dad goes nuts. The cops kill him. One of the cops comes and says, you're an orphan. You're my son now. And then he grows up and becomes a cop. His dad's the fucking captain or whatever. There's a serial killers going around playing by he's played what's his name? Old Nutsack face. Not Lance Hendrickson, but uh that fucking guy with the white hair who looks like he was in a fire. Dick Lynch. Old Dick, Dick Lynch is in it. <laughs> Dick Hendrickson, that's right. So uh he's playing a serial killers who's like clockwork oranging people into killing cops and shit. They're showing him like 
videos of whatever they're scared of or traumatizes them flashed with people they want to kill while they're locked in a chair. And then uh, when they see those people, they fly into a violent rage and kill them. And it's up to old Canadian to uh, scanner people and get to the bottom of it. Surprisingly, there's some cool monster stuff in here. How the fuck does this have monsters in it? I don't know, but it does. Some of the effects are pretty cool. The uh, <laughs> scene in the operating room is fucking ridiculous. If you like ridiculous bullshit, you know, just if you like to laugh at Canadians, I think there's one, the lead guy, just because he looks like one of those people. But yeah, check out Scanner Cop. It's pretty good. I enjoyed it. Unlike Beastmaster, that one will be staying with me. I picked up the Undefeatable 4K, Joe. We talked about Undefeatable already. However, this release is fucking great. If you're a fan of Undefeatable, check it out. Uh, the special features are good. The commentary tr track is good. Background shit. There's a second can uh, not I don't know what the language is, but uh, a Hong Kong cut, let's say, with uh, like 20 minutes of Robin Shoe added into it. So uh, whenever I want to go back and watch that movie, I will watch that cut instead. Raw nerve, Joe. Ah, uh, it sucked. Texas Cobb's in it, drinking beer, and it reminded me of our good, close, personal friend, Stephen. So I got a laugh from that. But besides that, boring-ass fucking movie. <laughs> and last but not least, I have Thrust. This is a 2023 movie, Joe. Mm. Do you remember old Misty Monday from Shakurama and uh, what, Seductive Cinema? Was that the other one? Yeah. Erin Brown, she sometimes that's, goes by. That's right. And this is her comeback, Joe. She's back and better than ever. Hopefully this is a swan song because... Uh, wasn't for me. Uh, I don't know. There's it's a uh, edgy and yeah in your fucking face, you prick. I don't know. Look at the fucking trailer. If you're like one of these dirty punk kids that they're fucking depicting in the trailer and shit, then watch it. I'm sure you'll love it. But everybody else. Like, I don't know what the name of the people are called, but if you see it, you're like, oh, yeah, those people, they fucking, they love that shit. That's why they're looking like that and everything in the movie. I just, every five minutes, I wanted to turn this fucking thing off, Joe. It was, ah, it was rough. Like, God bless them for making the fucking movie they wanted to make and doing it their way and all that shit. I'm sure there's people out there that will fucking love this movie and all that shit, but not not for me, Joe. Chances are it'll be making a list at the end of the year. <laughs> I was, uh, yeah, I wanted to turn it off so much. Not since fucking, uh, what is it, all jacked off and full of worms and uh, 
that other one where I'll go into the World's Fair did a movie just make me go, oh, fucking God, come on. And the only reason I didn't turn it off, so if we get to the end of the year, I don't feel like a prick saying, yep, this was, this made the list all right, but. Like I said, some people could dig it, but, oh, man, post-apocalyptic lesbian romance where men are the fucking ones that are haunted, and uh, I don't know, dude. It was, and, uh, and it's very artsy and just, yeah, not, man, I wish I knew the name of that subgenre of punk. It's not like, goodwill punk maybe <laughs> I don't I don't know dude it's not the fuck it, I mean some of them have the mohawks but it's not really the studded if you see them you'll know and you'll be like oh yeah those dirty pricks I understand but a lot of Pap's Blue Ribbon was drank on the set I would assume let's say that but yeah thrust uh Nah, not, not for me. You can watch the trailer and know if uh, this is for you or not. No. I was thinking, no, definitely not. Fuck no. They uh, Vinegar Syndrome's like clearancing out all their culture shock movies, so this was a ten dollar thing. So I was just like, all right, yeah, let's see, let's see, twenty twenty three, let's see what she's been up to. <sighs> It's like, all right, the beginning of this fucking movie, she's like looking well past her age. Like, I was like, oh, my God, this is this is how we're starting this movie with this old ass lady going back to her independent, you know what it is, roots. What the fuck is going on? And then I listened to the commentary track. She was like, oh, yeah, this was like the last thing we shot at the end of a long day. I look all fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> so at least there was that. <laughs> but, yeah, it was, I don't know, man. I just <sighs> couldn't couldn't get into it. Just uh, it was a. Nice little, I can't even say it was a nice little nostalgia trip because I wanted to turn it off and everything, but good for her for finding work again, I guess. I don't know, dude. I'm just trying to find something nice to say for this garbage-ass movie I didn't fucking like it all, so. <laughs> That's it. That was That was my stack. I tried to blow through them as fast as I could, but. Well, I think you did an admirable job, Tom. Thank you. Um, I watched uh, Not By My Choosing. Well, I guess I could have chose to kick Roop out, but uh, my buddy Roop came over Friday and said, hey, I'm going to bring over a movie. It looks like garbage. We'll watch it. Hey, that's what we do, right? We watch garbage movies, okay? So this that he had the DVD for was called America's Deadliest Home Video. You heard of this, Tom? Yeah, I think it's getting either uh, released by Terror Vision or uh, actual Culture Shock this uh, in the coming months. Okay, well, this is uh, one of those on Blu-ray. 
fuck. It doesn't need it. <laughs> Most don't, Joe. Yeah, so yeah, movies done like this that are uh, handheld uh, SOV, they call mm. it, shot on video, but this is a I mean, people call them found footage, but it's what, a, a document or a kind of a documentary? Documentary. Yeah, so this guy, uh, Danny Bataducci. <laughs> For those of you who watched The Partridge Family, he was in that. And then he did a whole bunch of uh, bullshit for a long time, including this. <laughs> including so, fighting motherfuckers. Yeah, that too. Uh, <laughs> he plays a guy that uh, loves his camcorder and is recording everything, you know, trying to record, you know, him having an anniversary thing with his wife and stuff. And, like, she takes off, hey, I got to go to this bartending class. And he decides to follow her and looks in the window, and she's there fucking riding a guy. So he decides, hey, that's it. I'm taking her car, and I'm going to go cruise around America. He does that for a while, then runs into three troublemakers tom <laughs> uh-oh yeah. are they gentle fellows no no <laughs> well one of them is a gentle fellow that uh i don't know could be uh i guess you could call her a stud maybe <laughs> i don't know um but yeah they like to rob places tom and if anybody gets in their way they kill places so they bring him along and they force him to document their exploits, you know. And the main tough guy, you know, the guy that's running it all, he's got a, a filly with him. That's a young lady that he keeps with him for fucking and stuff, you know. <laughs> it's not a little horse. <laughs> no. Old Danny Bataducci starts to fall for her, you know. And it's just a bunch of bullshit. It really sucks. Uh yeah, there, there is nothing to it. And I was like reading reviews for it. And it's like, you know, because I was, when did this come out? And why, why is it deal? Groundbreaking. Know? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it said. Oh, you know, horrific, you know, very disturbing. And so this came out before movies like. Uh, Last there, House, maybe. There's a French one where they follow a serial killer's. <laughs> and they get wrapped up in the shit he does. Uh, Man Bites Dog. All right. That was going to be my next guess. Okay. Now, that's good. That's disturbing. You know, Criterion, that, I think. Uh, maybe. It, it's, it's uh, you know, it gets some scenes that are not pleasant to watch. You know, and they also. <laughs> just a guy biting a dog. <laughs> hey, hey it's, it's a figure of speech, you fuck, mate. They're French, you know. Um, <laughs> I mean, hey, it's a figure of speech, Mona Me. Then they compare it to uh, Natural Born Killers, which I think is a piece of shit. I hate that fucking movie. But if it came to a choice between watching America's Deadliest Home Video or Natural Born Killers, I'd shoot myself. Uh, <laughs> I'd have to watch either of them. Uh, oh, can't you just forget Rodney Dangerfield and watch the fucking movie? He I thought am. you were a little lady, Joe. I forgot he's in that. Uh, yeah, hey, man. Hey, can you do us a favor? Mm. Can we hear your Rodney, please? Uh, no, I can do this, though. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, and then, you know, uh, 
there's another thing, you know, Joe Bob Briggs calls it the best movie of 93 or 96 or whatever came out. And this well, is why someone credible said it. Yeah. I, that's that's why I don't watch his show. Because if he's saying shit like this about garbage like this, he's got, like Tom just said, no credibility. You know, and I can give a fuck what he thinks. Uh, no. I thought you didn't watch his show because of his loose sidekick. No. She's got some odd plastic surgery, and that's odd plastic surgery is always disturbing to me. Um, yeah, so this is getting a new release, as Tom said. Hey, Fuck it. You spend your money the way you want, but this sucks. So, whatever. I mean, I'll keep an eye out because, uh, well, maybe you'll get something for Christmas because now I got to find something else for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. They're selling baseballs, too. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why would you make this? I know. I mean, it was a baseball fan, but yeah. So. And look, it's signed by him. <laughs> he was dead before they put it Oh, shit. I was looking because I originally went for the children. Children singing. That's one of the worst intro, uh, intros to a song ever. But. Yeah, I went to get the pop originally. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, just you know, give the money straight to her. That'll be, that's the way to go. And I then I see. bobbled in these. I guess they don't. And then I seen uh, that <laughs> they had the book. And I said, autographed book. By and her. Was, yeah, it's a personalized <laughs> autograph. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Oh, shit. Joe, I watched four episodes of oh, Tales from the Crypt. <laughs> Ah, here we go. All right. Season one, episode four. Dig that cat. He's real gone. I always remember that title because it's one of the worst fucking episode titles they've ever had. This is the one where old Arliss is like the ringmaster at a circus. Mm. And he has this guy who can die. And then he's resurrected. It turns out uh, old Joey Pants, this is the gentle fellow who dies and is resurrected. He was a hobo. And he was discovered in an alley by some German. And the German guy was like, Oi, mate, I got these ruples here, yeah? It's me life savings. You come back to me and let me experiment on you. It won't be the penis in the butt, I promise. And uh, I'll give you all this money, yeah? And Joey Pants is like, sure. So he goes back to the fucking whatever is operating. Good Joey Pants, I gotta say. <laughs> Thank you. I was working on it. Mm. I was a little nervous, but I think I nailed it. So mm. thanks. So they go back to his laboratory. And uh, pretty much... 
they stick a fucking cat nut sack in Joey Pants' head because, hey, cats have nine lives, so we want to see if we stick a cat nut sack in your head, that'll give you nine lives, too. It turns out it does, Joe. Unfortunately, that cat had to die for it because you can't live without a nutsack. It would be embarrassing. So the cat got the scalpel and put it in between its two little cat paws and just went tss, tss, and cut its own fucking neck. It was the damnedest shit I've ever seen. So the cat's fucking dead. Joey Pants wakes up and he's just like, hey, is it over? Did it happen already? And the doctor's like, yeah, mate, it happened. Now I'm going to shoot you in the fucking head to prove it to you, yeah? So he shoots Joey Pants in the head, and Joey Pants comes back from the dead. Hey, what happened? Did you just shoot me? Yeah, mate, now you're back. <laughs> Here's your money. But if you want some real money, let me tell you how to get it. Cut to scene, they're off in like an old-timey circus joining the freak show because that's where all the money is so uh like they pull off different stunts oh i'm gonna electrocute myself and come back from the dead i'm gonna drown myself and come back from the dead and then i'm gonna bury myself alive and come back from the dead only joe he didn't take into consideration that that cat dying was one of the lives. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, I remember that one. It was all right. Better than any of the British episodes, but <laughs> it was all right. And then we got, uh, what, season one, episode five? I don't know. Only Sin Deep. And this stars that lady who fucked Howard the Duck. What's her name? Leah Thompson? Yeah. You know, oh, yeah, she... No, that's fucking the Australian mates. That's German right there. <laughs> that's right. That was the fucking old Klaus guy. Uh, how does she talk in this one? Hey, you fuck yeah. I'm from the streets of New York, and I'm a fucking hooker. Why don't you come over here, and I'll kick you in the dick, you fuck. So she talks like that kind of a guy. Really weird. And uh, she's talking to her other hooker friend like, yeah, you see those fucking rich people living in that penthouse and shit? That's gonna fucking be me, bitch. Listen, I'm gonna fucking do that shit. So she goes, murders, and robs a pimp. She's gonna trade in all his gold. To the pawn shop so she can get money to uh, rent out a penthouse, I guess. The fucking guy who owns the pawn shop, I think they call them Pawnees. Anyways, this Pawnee's like, hey, I'm not going to take this. This is hot. Like, it's all stolen. I don't want anything to do with it. But hey, if you want to make some real money, let me make a fucking totally an accurate way of life casting you he's gonna do a, he's gonna put a life cast on her but the way he does it is really creepy and it's just by himself there's nobody to clear out the nose to make sure they don't die or anything 
But anyways, he said, does the life cast? He says, if you want your beauty back, come back in four months. So uh, she gets the money, goes to a party at the penthouse she saw, finds the guy who owns it, say, hey, let me suck your pecker, guy who owns this penthouse. They do. They fall in love. Four months later, she has everything she wants. And then her face starts turning into Lance Henriksen's. Oh, no. And she figures everything out and takes the pawn ticket to the pawnee. And he says, you're a day late, mate. And you killed your fucking boyfriend. So do you really want to go back to being you? Ha 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 ha. Tales from the Crypt. Better than the British episodes, Joe. But not great. And then we have... I think that was episode four. This would be episode five because there's only six episodes, Joe. <laughs> oh, lo- love, come hack to me. This you uh, ever seen Pulp Fiction? Yeah. You know that annoying slit in it who talks like this, mate? I do. Well, she's. Oh my God. She uh she's <laughs> she stars in this one. I guess she has a property and a lot of money and this fucking one of the barbarian twins fucking comes to marry her and the aunt's just like I'm on to you and you're just marrying her for the money blah blah blah. So they end up going to uh her old castle or whatever. And they have Whoopi, Joe. They have Whoopi together. And then she says, Oh, mate, this is so perfect and this is great. We made a little baby and a little baby's this big, yeah? And then he's just like, Hey, you know what? Maybe I love this lady and I'm not going to kill her for money. So he goes to sleep, wakes up, sees her having sex with another guy, and then she kills him with an axe, the other guy, that is. Turns out he sees a vision, and that's her mother killing her father. And before she does it, she says the same thing. Oh, that was perfect night. We're going to have a little girl. She's just as big, yeah. And he tries to stop her, but he just goes through her like a ghost. And then he wakes up. He's like, oh, I had this terrible dream. And then she goes after him with an axe, Joe. Oh, my God. Tales from the crypt. There might have been an episode or two of the British one that was better than this, (laughs) Joe. And then the final episode, directed by your boy, Mary Lambert. Collection completed. This is about a guy who uh, retired from work. This is his last day. He comes home, and his wife's throwing him a party with all the cats and a couple dogs. 
says, oh, God damn it, this is crazy. Ah, I'm going to bed. So uh, this nutty bitch, she just goes and parties with all the animals with party hats on their head and shit because she's a little fucking loopy. Anyways, we see these two uh, older folks, older couple, trying to live together after, uh, you know, him being at work for 50 years during the day or whatever, and her being the house marm, and it's just her, like, being really friendly to all these animals, and him just, ah, what the f It's like Clint Eastwood when the Asian folks move next door. He's just like, ah, fucking hell, God damn it. So, uh, he just gets sick of it. He needs to find a hobby, so he starts taxidermying the animals. And then that fucking nut bitch finally snaps, and then taxidermies him. Woo! Tales from the crypt. <laughs> yeah, the first season was what it was. Uh, Going forward, I'm sure we're going to see the uh, Crypt Keeper's mouth move a little bit more. So, you will. We'll, yeah. We, uh, hey, maybe as, I might pick Tales from the Crypt Season 2 as our next. As much as I didn't want to <laughs> listen to any of that, I'm glad I didn't have to watch any of that. And you could do that, but uh, when my turn comes around, I'll pick the fucking Scream movies just out of spite. <laughs> Well, hey, then maybe Lori will finally watch some <laughs> movies with us. But yeah, season one, uh, it was all it was all right, better than fucking season seven, that's for sure. Can't wait to uh, see what season two has in store, Joe. Well, Tom, I watched a show myself. It's called The Crown, episode one of The Crown. <laughs> No, I'm not going to go through every fucking 10 episodes of The Crown. This show is about British aristocracy. Um, and oh, yeah. How do they sound? They sound quite like this because they're rich, Tom. They're rich. Hey, Dave, is that you? How, yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's aristocracy. He's the king of distribution in England. Um <laughs> So this starts out with uh, Elizabeth. We're following her reign, her monarchy, you know, and her dad's still alive, but not past the second episode. And he dies and it's like, hey, young lady, you're the queen now. And so just the show is about her uh, learning how to be queen and her husband learning that, uh, hey, you ain't shit, dude. <laughs> you know, you're just here. She's the fucking queen. You're just some uh -huh. asshole. So just stay in the shadows. Uh, she learns that, hey, you don't really run the country. Parliament does. So, yeah, you can suggest shit, but you're just a figurehead. we got old Winston Churchill played by that uh, alien from uh, Third Rock from the Sun. Uh, Which one? Uh, <laughs> French you know, steward. Yeah, that tall bitch. Um <laughs> China, the wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, China, the She-Hulk. So, uh, it's not something that I thought uh, 
would ever want to watch, but you know, I'm trying to find stuff that Lisa and I can watch together. And I thought, well, she might dig this. I fucking dig this. It's really, really good. Like everything about it, the way it's shot, uh, the acting in it, the storyline. It's just like, I don't know shit about British history because they, they could be making all this shit up. It could just all be falsehoods and lies, but it's entertaining. You know, you wouldn't like it for shit, Tom. But uh, no, we I, left for yeah. a reason. Yeah. Well, it's, it's about that, too. You know, the tumultuous relationship <laughs> with other countries, because they're still kind of a, an empire at that point, you know, and they're having some troubles with Egypt right now in this first season, Tom, because Egypt's kind of like, hey, fuck you, you British fuck. I don't What do Egyptians sound like? And the chains were wrong. <laughs> Arise, old mummy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man, I dig it a lot more than I thought I would. Uh, I'm looking forward to season two. Season two. Good shit. And it's British shit, too. I <laughs> don't like British shit. Uh, let me see here, Joe. Let me see. I watched Hood Angels. You sent me the trailer to this, Tom. And I got to say, that trailer made this movie look spectacular. I can't wait to see what you got to say about this spectacular looking trailer of a movie. Just watch the trailer. Hey, Joe, what'd you watch? <laughs> uh, the trailer to Hood Angels. Tell us all about it, Tom. Oh, yeah, in the trailer. It's like a bunch of black girls fighting people, and one of them fights a motherfucker with her ass. And then Juvenile pops up, and he says, I know you can't stand it. What trick bandit? And I'm just like, oh, hell, I got to send this joke. This movie's going to be fucking awesome. And then the screen explodes into a fiery ball and says, Hood Angels. And I was just like, yeah, I'm going to watch that shit. And then I watched it, and I should have just stuck to the fucking trailer. <laughs> it's just not good, Joe. It's not good. It's not <laughs> worth talking about. Like, I've seen a bunch of people had, like, oh, this movie's so bad, it's good. Oh, shit, watch my review and shit. Nah, it sucks. Yeah. Go watch better bad movies, you fucking idiots. Yep, some shit's just bad. Some mm -hmm. shit's just bad. Uh, like Hood Angels. Like America's Deadliest Home Video. Mm. Well, Tom, I watched uh, one of the big budget movies of last year. I think it was last year. Maybe it was this year. Who fucking knows? The Batman. Oh, shit. This is uh, yet another interpretation of Batman, yet with another person playing the Batman. And this time they have Robert Pattinson. I had to look his name up because I always confuse him with the Harry Potter kid, even though they don't look anything alike. I just confuse them all the time. Um, well, I mean, they are both white, so they kind of do. So, not a fan of comic book movies, Tom. And I'm still not after this. This movie is long. Why do they have to make all these comic book movies like three hours long? This is ridiculous shit, you know? Streamlining this shit, make it entertaining. This movie has a lot, a lot of just, you know, shit goes on and on. It's just get to the point. And it has like a, like a Lord of the Rings ending where it's like, all right, this movie's ending right here. No, they're going to cover some more shit. 
okay, now it's fine. Oh, no, now we got to say goodbye to Catwoman. Oh, no. Okay, let me show some of the things I wrote down about it. It's long. Okay. Robert Pattinson, the guy <laughs> Batman, you know. Uh, the bat suit looks pretty good, you know, and it looks all right in the scenes that he's in it because they got it lit right, and he's just fucking, like, real stoic, you know, not showing any emotion. But as soon as he takes that shit off, you know, as soon as he's just there, he's got, like, messy fucking uh, Edward Scissorhands hair. Well, I mean, it's been fucking getting all sweated on under yeah, that latex towel. Stand that. And then he's got, like, the black, you know, he just looks like like the dude from The Cure, you know. Oh, no. Not all fat <laughs> and shit, you know. Uh, he just looks Bobby like... Bobby Smith. It's probably the worst Bruce Wayne that's ever been. And I, I haven't liked most of them. People love Michael Keaton. I thought he sucked. You know, just fucking poor casting on it. Oh, such different casting, though. You know, people weren't expecting Yeah, because they wanted something good. All right. And Michael Keaton wasn't it. Should have brought back Adam West. Uh, see what do we got? It's long. It's a long movie, Tom. The guy that's playing Alfred, he's some British fuck, and he sucks. And in this movie, Alfred and Batman don't get along. You know, uh, Batman's or Bruce Wayne is very resentful of Alfred from for some stupid fucking reason. Uh, Catwoman, lame, lame. Zoe Kravitz. Uh, I guess who is Lenny Kravitz's mom, her sister, her niece, or something. She is Catwoman and uh, just didn't even need to be in this movie. Stupid shit. They play her Nirvana song. Uh, shit. I don't remember what song it is, but they play it three times and it sucks. I don't like Nirvana. You don't uh, like Nirvana? I don't. They're America's band. The Penguin. Is played by Colin Farrell, and you know a lot of makeup to make him not look like Colin Farrell. It looks pretty good. He's uh, interesting, but he's hardly in it. You know, uh, Jeffrey Wright plays Gordon, who is not commissioner here because this takes place early on in Batman's career. So he's I don't know, Officer Gordon. I don't know. He's pretty good. The Riddler. Okay, first of all, in the comic book. Riddler's a pretty stupid character, you know, wearing a suit, you know, with a bunch of question marks on it, and his gimmick is riddles. <laughs> it works in the comic because comic books are, are comic books, you know? But if you bring this shit into real life, that's just going to be dumb. Some, some shit from comics don't translate into, you know, like a movie shit. Um, can, I, can I stop you quick? Yeah. Was the song something in the way? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was. Right, shout out to uh, Super Nintendo way. Zach for that. Something in the way. Yeah, that sucks. Um, so they got the Riddler wearing some kind of weird ass green helmet, and his glasses are over that helmet. Uh, Oh, is that the shit where they tried to make him like the Zodiac Killer or whatever? Yeah, kind of like, yeah, because he's got a cipher, you know, he's got this code that he sends and he's leaving clues on what he's doing. He's killing people, Tom, to expose corruption in Gotham City, you know, like, hey, the district attorney is dirty, so he's killing him. And they're trying to find out who's the rat, who is the rat, you know, and that's the big thing. And nobody gives a shit. Uh, 
your kinsman, John Taturo. <laughs> <laughs> that motherfucker's an Arab. <laughs> he played the Falcone, uh, the uh, crime boss, one of the crime bosses. In, uh, but it turns out he's the rat, Tom. He's the rat. Only because he looks like one. Uh, just a bunch of dumb shit. Sometimes the action looks pretty good. Sometimes it doesn't, especially when Catwoman's doing it, because that's uh, there's no close-up. They always do that in shadow, because they brought in somebody that knows how to do that shit. Um, nah. I give this movie a big nah. You know? Big, long waste of time, like most of these comic book movies. It's just... It you know it had potential. This could have been a good movie, but they just want to cram so much bullshit in it, just to I don't know sell more toys or whatever. And nah. So do you want to see a sequel to this or a whole new Batman, Joe? They'll probably do a whole new Batman. You know, I I don't want to see either one of them, but I probably will. You know, when it pops up and I'm just like sitting around looking for shit. I watched a lot of garbage. I mean, the TV shows that I watched were better, much, much better than the movies. Like every movie I picked to watch was just like, eh, you know, nothing. <laughs> I haven't watched a movie in, in, I don't know, a couple of weeks that just kind of like, you know, like, hey, shit, that was good. You know, that surprises, you know. All right, did, <clears throat> excuse me. Did you watch any shorts that were good? I did. Did you? I watched a a short that uh, was sent to me. I don't know. Somebody texted me and said, hey, watch this. Called They Live Next Door. Oh, it was a Rotten Core production. I, I saw that on YouTube myself on the Rotten Core Productions YouTube page. Ah, okay. Uh, it's all right. I mean, out of everything movie-wise that I watched, it's it definitely better than all of them. Yes, even better than the, the Batman. It probably didn't cost, like, millions of dollars like the Batman did. Um, you know, if you like racist humor, <laughs> that's what this is, you know? And I personally am okay with racist humor. I, <laughs> I laugh at that kind of stuff. So that's what this is. Who lives next door? They do. Mm. Uh it's worth a watch. If Tom says there's a link that you can go watch it at, uh, do it. It's eight minutes long. Unlike the uh, Batman, which was eight hours long, it's definitely a better investment of your time. So anytime anybody comes up to the table and starts saying shit like, oh, yeah, I make movies or I got this and that, I was like, oh, all right, you got a screener? And most of the time, people usually just look at their feet and, kick rocks or say oh yeah not not yet but the dvd is coming out but this gentle fellow named ruben not to be confused with the sandwich but he's the man named ruben he says oh yeah it's uh do you have an insta i was like what <laughs> oh instagram yeah okay i got gotcha. you yeah, there you go here's my information and then uh since i hardly ever check in my instagram messages insta. uh, yeah my insta messages unless i'm selling something on there i usually don't check them so i happen to try and be selling stuff 
And I went to my man. I was like, oh, sorry, this is like a week old. Yeah. Well, we will check it out. Thank you for sending it over. But really, thank you for sending it over because most people don't. And if you took the time to send it over, I'll watch it. The thing is, uh, we're going to be honest about them, you know. And, uh, hey, this was fun. This was a fun eight minutes. Uh, like, uh, It's kind of like a 50s throwback black and white thing. Uh, sort of. Yeah, yeah. It, it takes place in modern time, though. But uh, the uh, it's about uh, like I guess your stereotypical white fifties couple, but it's set in a modern day. Uh, but I'm pretty sure the husband's played by a Mexican, and he's doing like the fucking comic view. Oh, this is my uh, white guy voice, and yeah, this is just how white. So. That was just like, I'm offended, you know, I'm white watching, but no, just that whole thing's just kind of played out. I liked everything but that. I had a couple <laughs> watching it and shit, but every time this guy came on, I was just like, all right, I've seen this a million fucking times already. But if you can get past that and you like fucking, you know, just fucking giggling at our differences... I guess if you're not one of these fucking dopey motherfuckers, oh, that's so hateful and offensive. How can you do this? You should be ashamed of yourself. If you're not one of those people, you'll have some laughs at this shit for sure. But my really only, I got two gripes, I guess. Like he was just playing it straight lace, like, oh, yes, I'm Johnny come lately. <laughs> but the wife was saying shit just like, oh, this motherfucker, and like swearing and not sticking with that archetype so i mean it was kind of uneven that way but all in all i had a good laugh and it was not what i was expecting i was expecting like ah okay it's probably gonna be some because i don't know if we talked about it but i watched a short film there when i was trying to find something to do saturday called the door i think and so I thought it was going to be another one of those, but I was pleasantly surprised that it was not and something I actually giggled at. So, Mr. Yeah. Ruben Sandwich, good for you. I think we both liked it. Right? Yeah. Right, yeah. I, I, yeah, okay. <laughs> Do you have anything you want to say more about this? This gentle fellow, I'm sure, is listening right now at uh, this point. You know, it's only eight minutes, so I don't want to talk too much about it itself. Hey, just go watch it. Uh, Tom will probably share the link or something. Uh, it's for public go, if you're on YouTube, go to Rotten Core Productions okay. and type right. in They Live Next Door. Okay. I fucking, I try, I'm a fucking ignorant bitch. I'm almost 87 years old, and for the life of me, I can't get links to work on YouTube. Yeah, well, I don't know how to do it either, so fuck it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, then let me talk all about it. No, uh, yeah, just go watch it. You know, it's eight minutes. I mean, anything I say would spoil it. With, you know, if it's a big fucking movie, I don't mind spoiling it, but this is something small, you know, personal or whatever. But, uh, yeah, if you got a link to something you want to send our way, we'll watch it, you know, uh, if it's a short. I'm not guaranteed <laughs> to watch a, a, a fucking movie or... You know, and the thing is, it's it's at your. 
discretion. Just, yeah, just because you know that if it sucks, we're going to say it sucks, you know? I'll tell you, I don't know if we talked about it. I don't, I don't remember if I talked about it a couple weeks ago or not, but my my buddy Jay Reel sent me the link to his most recent short, at which I did not care for at all. It uh, No, I'm like... And he kept on hounding me. Hey, did you watch it? Did you watch it? You know, finally I said, yes. That's all I said. <laughs> now go buy his shirt at fastcustomshirts.com, you fuck. Said, so I guess he didn't like it. Wasn't for me. You know, it wasn't my thing. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't care. for, And I've liked all the stuff he's done before, but nah, not this time. You know, didn't work. And... I wouldn't be much of a friend if I was dishonest with that. If I just said, fuck yeah, man, it was great now. Didn't care for it. Uh, so just be prepared for that if you do send us some shit. We're not just going to rave about it. You know, we don't get paid for this. And even if we did, you know, nah, we're going to say what sucks. Yeah, if you want to send me a screener for your fucking feature length movie, I'll watch I'll that watch. shit. I got time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't keep a TV at the shop, so no. And I'd probably say shit like, "Oh, you know, they uh, you know, they made the movie they wanted to make. It wasn't for me, but yeah." <laughs> but then I'll be like, "Well, let me tell you about this bullshit." Or, "Hey, it was pretty good." Or, "That'll do, pig. Mm-hmm. That'll do." But Joe, I've been drinking all day. Let them know where to. Buy some t-shirts. All right, everybody. You can go to fastcustomshirts.com and pick up some shirts from there. We are still quite busy, and uh, we've done a lot of stuff this past week for independent filmmakers, and their stuff usually doesn't sell all that well, but it's been moving. The uh, two that I posted last week have been moving at a pretty brisk pace, so... We're kind of backed up on that stuff. I am posting another one maybe tomorrow that I think is going to sell fairly well, too. But this is independent cinema stuff. If you're into that, fucking check it out, whatever. If you're not, don't. Uh, for masks and stuff, though, you can go to dwnproductions.net, not .com. Don't go to the .com one. That one's a porn site. You know what? Do go to that one because that's better shit. But if you want a mask, Go to .net, dwmproductions.net. Check out the stuff Tom has there. Uh, I haven't read this. I just got this in the mail. But my brother wrote a book called Retail Space. Is it good? I don't know. I just got it in the mail. Who knows? I've got to finish reading this book called Blacklight. It's about like some sniper or something. I'm almost done with it. After that, I'll get to the other book. But Tom's back, and he's ready to talk to you all about whatever he was. No, he just talked about, or did I just talk about that? I, I talked about the short film, so Tom's up. Hey, Joe. Hmm. I watched Lured. Oh, shit. No, I didn't. You did. Lured. Look at this cover. Like, looks like a like fishing line, right? Like, there's some hooks there. Like, they're gonna hook somebody in. This 
like America's Deadliest Home Video is one of those document documentary type movies where somebody's holding a camcorder. This is about a guy, uh, a filmmaker, and that's why he's doing this. You know, he met a woman on a filmmaking forum, and she's from Asia, and they'd been talking for six months, and he decides to go visit her. He's going to go visit her in her secluded village in Asia. He gets there, and it's very awkward. They're talking like they've never spoken before online for six months. You know, they're asking each other questions that should have probably been, you know. They get to the village, and nobody's there. She's, like, the only one in the village. And she's, like, takes off for a little bit. He's filming himself. And in the window, somebody walks by, Tom, with a sheet over their head. The clan? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, holy fuck, this is going to suck, right? Uh 30 minute mark nothing has happened so i turned it off uh yeah this this just sucked uh this kind of movie this document style movie <laughs> you got got to fucking bring something quick man you yeah the only reason i finished the other one is cuz roop was here watching it but he knows he's never allowed to bring another movie over to the house uh this one I wasn't insulting anybody by just turning this shit off. And uh, it's going in here in the for sale box. So if you like this type of movie, I'll probably have this at like $3 or something. That's probably high. But Would recommend. Fuck no. Well, Joe, you know me. I try and get ahead of the game and watch all these 2023 movies. I know you do, Tom. And you also know me. I'm a fucking Nick Cage maniac. You are. So I watched the hit motion picture Dracula's Boat Cruise. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, that was last week's. Yeah. My bad. I ain't watching a Dracula or a Nick Cage movie, Joseph, but you did. I watched Renfield. You know, I'm always trying to get ahead of the 2023 game. And Dracula's hot this year. Had that one I talked about last week or the week before, The Last Voyage of the Demeter, which was eh, all right. You know, nothing special. Renfield, eh, all right. You know, a little less so because it's a comedy. And uh, I'm not real big on a whole lot of comedies because... It seems like the comedy that they go for is not really geared towards me. And this movie is not geared towards me. It is set up like a comic book movie. It's got comic book movie style action in it. Uh, This is about Renfield. Yeah, old Renfield. Dracula's familiar. And he's going to a support group. You know, they're they're in New Orleans, just like uh, certain serial killers that we'll talk about later. Um, My father stopped talking to me because I'm gay. They set up camp there, and uh, Renfield's going to a support group, and he's kind of thinking, well, man, you know, maybe I can break away from old Dracula there. And uh, as he's trying to to get some bodies for for Dracula to suck some blood out of, (laughs) he gets gets crossed up with some guys who had stole some uh, drugs from the local mob. Local mob shows up. Ah, uh, the local mag. 
and they're going to kill everybody. But Renfield, if he eats bugs, he gets the power of a Dracula. And he gets, like, super fighting powers and shit. It's stupid. It's pretty dumb. Uh, there's a tough cop that's uh, trying to take down the local mob. And she's played by... What? Aquafina, Tom. Do you know who Aquafina is? I do. I she was in the hit A24 picture, The Farewell. I thought Aquafina was a rapper. I'm not kidding. You know, uh, She you was. Know? Was she? Okay. Um, she's also a water. She's not good. She's not funny. You're a fucking racist. This is a maybe, but she's still not funny. <laughs> um, but it's not because she's Asian. It's because she's a woman, you see. Either Just way. So that... <laughs> um, not funny is not funny. And uh, Yeah, this movie, I giggled maybe twice uh nick cage pretty good is dracula he seems to be having a good time but i can't recommend this and people are like saying oh why why aren't you know why are both the dracula movies failing at the box they're not really good okay i mean to make a fucking bram stoker's dracula fucking did good at the box office because it's a fucking good movie these are not you know this is just they're cranking shit out there, throwing it out, and hoping it gets an audience. But now, nah, doesn't. Not good enough. Well, Joe, I watched four episodes of Tales from the Crypt. So I watched a made-for-TV movie, Tom, called A Cold Night's Death. You know how they used to do the movie of the weeks, Tom, on TV? Uh, it was one of these. This was Tuesday night, movie of the week on ABC. And uh, watched a couple of these that I've talked about in past episodes and done pretty well. They've been okay. You know, a little different science fiction type stuff. Man, did this one fuck up. Oh, shit, I didn't plug in my phone. Low power mode. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. So, yeah, some guys are uh, dispatched to an Arctic research station because the crew that was there before, they're incommunicado, Tom. They're not, you know, they're not sending any reports or anything. So these guys go land there during a blizzard. They go in. Yep, sure enough, everybody's dead except for the monkeys. The monkeys <laughs> that they have there, Tom, they're experimenting for space exploration. And well, let's uh, clean up the bodies and let's just continue experimenting on these uh, on these monkeys. So they do that. We get a lot of <laughs> no blower. and uh, a lot of shots of them locking doors. Now in the middle of the night, Tom. Um, some of these doors are be being unlocked. And it's a great mystery. It's unlocking these doors. They don't know. And they're kind of like mad at each other. Hey, is it you? No. Is it you? No. Is it you? No. How about you? No. So they finally go crazy. One guy shoots the other. And one guy figures it out. Oh, wait a minute. 
all these monkeys, they're named after conquerors. There's Ginny. That stands for Genghis Khan. There's Napoli. That stands for Napoleon. There's Ali. That's Alexander the Great. So, at the end, it's revealed that what the monkeys have been doing, Tom, it's like, oh, they starved us to see how how we would survive in space without food. So, we destroyed their food, you know, and we did this. It sucked, man. This one is just so goddamn boring. It, And, again, it has good reviews, you know stylistically the music no you know what kind of music it has it has that 70s sci-fi music that you know if you think of crystals you'll hear that that weird kind of synth shitty davy jones was just trying to do new things and they thought they'd have him act and i just it's a band made for television it's a novelty band you don't have to go out and try and that's what you were giggling about? <laughs> At least you make yourself laugh. One thing about Tom, he'll never lose the file. <laughs> That's we all know what I was laughing about, Joe. We all know. <laughs> hey, that's all I watched. <sighs> Joe, if people laugh when you say monkey, that's a red flag. Hmm. You like red flags? No. You like fake beards? No. <laughs> Oh, shit. Red Flags 2, a.k.a. I guess he didn't kill her. No, he huh. didn't. I guess he had to take a plane from Houston to Nolens. That's that's really where he was going. That's Well, I don't know. Hmm. This movie, this movie, um, Red Flags 2, starts out in Atlanta. When where? Hotlanta. Thank you. Now, the FBI... They're finding bodies all over, not just in Hotlanta, all over the place. And we know these people are FBI because they're there wearing those vests, you know. <laughs> yeah, those FBI. spirit Halloween vests. Yeah, because <laughs> that's what you do. You wear that vest just when you're going to go like, hey, there's a body here. Not a fucking active situation or arresting somebody. Let's just wear those vests. Um, you know what it looks like? It looks like the vests the occupants of one trap house would wear when they go to raid another trap house. So I think you, that's who they got to act in it, too. This story is all on the news, you know, about the serial killers that they're calling the CEO killer, you know, like a CEO, because he is killing specifically successful black queens. Um, Young black queens. Yes. And uh, the FBI, they do a lot of this. I mean, the FBI ain't the FBI. The FBI is someone's fucking friend's record label. This is like the... 
I've seen a lot of fucking people play FBI agents in my day, Joe. I don't think they had a casting director on this movie. No, I mean, most independent films don't. Um, this, uh, so what, I'm, Joe? what FBI decides to do is like, okay, let's go back in Houston. Let's start at the beginning. Houston. Find out what made this guy tick. Even though he's like, who knows? He's in the wind somewhere. But doesn't matter that he's in the wind because his wife from the first movie, the one he did not kill, she finds him easily. Like, easily. The cops can't. The FBI can't. But she's like, hey, there he is. Come here. Let's go have a drink. And this son of a bitch, he's wearing like a fucking... A, if you were at Camp Zool too. I was handing out what this son of a bitch was wearing. He was wearing a dick wig on his face. It was like it would the wig, the merkin, or the fake beard would cut off right here. Then there was like all this space because he was wearing a hat that was like clean shaven and shit. And I'm looking at this shit. It's like, do they know this fucking guy's wearing a fake beard? Is it supposed to be a fake beard? Is he supposed to be a hobo now? What the fuck's going on? And then the guy turns his head this way, and you can see clear through his fucking beard because it's not glued on. (laughs) So for 20 minutes, I'm just fascinated with this fucking cocksucker shitty fucking beard. Turns out he was wearing a fake beard the whole time. And then you got to think, So the character was so stupid that he thought that the shitty fake beard was going to fool people? Anyway, you cut it, Joe. Terrible filmmaking. Not only is the FBI after him, the cop. (laughs) Not not only is the FBI with neck tattoos after him. And two earrings and yeah. Uh, the the fat cop that he killed his daughter. Tom was right about that. It was his daughter that they like. <laughs> you but, did um, call it last week. But he's he's sitting there crying, holding a holding a. a <laughs> and it's the funniest scene in the movie for me. You know, probably the only scene that had me laughing. I thought, all right, this is going to be just as good as the first one. I was wrong. Cause that's the that was it. That's that's all I got. Cause the rest of it, uh, it's not a matter of bad acting. It's it's just bad acting. You know, not funny bad acting. It's just I don't know. Uh, and this is a uh, one of the main problems with independent film is you've got a lot <laughs> of people that uh, may think they're a good actor or may think they're attractive enough to be in a movie. And they have absolutely no talent. They can't deliver a line with any believability or, or credibility. Or Why any- the fuck they gave this guy a starring role in two movies mm-hmm. is fucking beyond me. Yeah, but everybody else too. Like like you were saying, the FBI agents, some of the victims that, that get long... Fucking- I mean, legit, the FBI agents are just friends of the director who smoke yeah, weed sure. together. 
I'm sure. And and that's another thing. That's why independent movies suck so bad is because you just get your friends in there. Hey, I want to be in it. All right, come I on. I mean, except if it's a DWN production. Yeah, but you're not trying to make something serious either. <laughs> Are you saying I'm a bullshit artist? So, yeah, um, and you think there's going to be a whole big thing with the fat cop and, uh, you know, because it's set up like that at the beginning. No, he's killed pretty quickly. Uh, the wife <laughs> killed him after he'd beaten up. The, you killed my daughter. You yeah, instead of, so he tracks down fucking Beardy and instead of just fucking blasting him, he says, oh, I want to savor this moment and I want you to be scared knowing you have a gun up and, ah! I'm shot. I, I, I wasted too much time. <laughs> the movie could have been over, but you fucked us, fat cop. You fucked us. Yeah, this one, it wastes a lot of time. The other one was like, what? You know what the movie wastes a lot of time with? An hour Showing every second of stock down. footage one, they possibly yeah, can. With those, uh, with those aerial shots and... Lots of scenes of silence, you know, lots of scenes of dialogue that didn't need to be there. A lot of scenes of people just like nodding their head, you know. Mm. Uh, big disappointment in comparison to the first movie. I know the first movie wasn't supposed to be funny, but it is. Uh, this one, it's just not. I This one sucked. I was, it was a struggle to finish it. I was laughing. I had good laughs all the way through, but that was more due to the terrible filmmaking aspect and just laughing at the decisions they chose to make. Oh, and then this private investigator found me and told me my dad was dying of COVID. Fucking lost it. I know that shit really happened, but when you're trying to do some heartfelt shit like that in this garbage ass movie, sorry, dog, it doesn't fucking work. And then there's all, dude, this, all right, hey, if you want a black Rob Zombie movie, this is it. Fucking, it turns out his dad's a fucking, or his mom's a nutty white trash killer bitch. And fucking, oh, this is if you black house of a thousand corpses. This is it. If you want to watch that fucking bullshit, <laughs> yeah, I can't. That, that's a uh, that's a uh, America's most dangerous video a natural born killer situation. <laughs> I mean, I laughed in a lot just because it was so bad, and like I do with all these fucking things. I watched it with my mom, and then she asked to start drinking. <laughs> so I got her some wine, and you know, she finally found the funny in watching these bad movies. You gotta, you gotta drink. Mm. But yeah, I mean, watching both back to back, bring some beer, bring some friends, bring some legal marijuana. You'll be, you'll be entertained, I think. So unless. Red Flags 3 drops next week, which it might, you know. Well, this shit just came out a month ago. Yeah, but Red Flags 3 is already scheduled for release. Is it? It is. I don't oh, know when shit. it's coming out, but yeah, it's, it's a deal. But 
we'll be moving on to whatever Tom's picking next. Well, Joe, find out next week what we're moving on to. Mm. Because in the meantime, it's that time of year again. This I said it last year, but after looking at the old IMDB page, this really might be the last, uh, I think it's the fourth or fifth anal Jean-Claude Van Damathon. So uh, if you're a fan of Jean-Claude Van Damme, go uh, check out the past years because we pretty much watched everything in this motherfucker's filmography at this point. So I expect next week to be a pretty, pretty rough show, Joe. <laughs> I know you haven't seen Desert Heat yet. So I if you way back, way back in the day. Okay. That's with one of the Arquette girls, right? Uh, I know Danny Trejo's in it playing an engine. Mm. <laughs> That's how I remember it. But yeah, uh, this uh, this might be the last one because last year I remember being rough and whew, we'll see. But I got a, I got a few. I'm just not sure if I want to, which direction I want to take it, Joe, but. There's definitely stuff that's streaming out there that I have a list of. And, but next week, we'll say goodbye to old Jean-Claude Van Damme. But that's all right. Did Joe, you like, uh, you like Dick Ryder? Well, before that, Tom. Oh, shit. Spectacular. i drink. Spider-Man's... Uh... Spider-Man concluded his story with Morbius. Morbius was being controlled by some, I don't know, something from another planet that fed on emotions or some shit. Uh, it was stupid. But the thing with this is that Flash Thompson finally breaks into that restaurant where he's been seeing Shashan, but that bald Asian guy keeps running him off saying, no, she's not here. I don't want you to talk. Get the fuck out of here. So he breaks in there and he sees her and she's like, oh, no, Flash, you must leave. And <laughs> that bald guy, he shows up. You live. See my wife. And Flash is like, what? Yes, it's true. I'm married. And <laughs> Flash leaves, man, all dejected and sad, you know. So where's that going? I don't know. I don't know where it's going to go from here. Shashan's married. Yeah. So yeah, that was spectacular, Spider-Man's. Amazing Spider-Man's number what? One seventy? One. One seventy-one. Okay, so this one starts out as they said in my English classes in medias res. That means in the middle of things. You know, in the Greek. You know, when you're doing a an epic storyline and so this one started out in an issue of nova that i considered for maybe two seconds reading then i thought <laughs> what that. the fuck am i doing with my life yeah i thought <laughs> i'm sorry yeah. i'm not gonna read a comic book where the character's name is dick rider i just won't um 
this is like it starts out like a mystery like who is the killer some guy got killed. <laughs> who done it and it gives you the suspects peter parker being one of them we know it wasn't him all right it could be this guy it could be this guy it could be this guy and then they like they all like take off and they're going on a hydrofoil over to uh a secret place that the aim has and the magia's in there or something this guy's got a laser gun and and uh Photon! Nova's flying around chasing trains and planes and automobiles and Spider-Man's is just swinging around, you know, like hooking himself to Nova's back and getting all dizzy and stuff. And then and then the, the bad guy shoots him with a gun and they get dizzy and they wake up and they're tied to an anchor. And so they're going to like drown him like, hey, anchor's away, my boy. Anchor's away. And they go down there, but they're both they got the ways to escape. And they escape, and then they capture this guy. And it turns out his name was Jason, because they had Jason the, Days. They had <laughs> this guy that got killed. He spread it out Dick Ryder's papa of a calendar from January to December, and it spelled out the first letters of each one spelled out Jason D. Ooh, you think he could have just wrote the guy's name down instead of spreading all that shit out? But I don't know. This sucked. This sucked. <laughs> this might have been the worst issue ever. God damn, fucking Spider Man. I wish I'd have picked Fantastic Four instead. But anyway. At least, you know, when we switched over to the Fantastic Four segment. I could have said, hey, Joe, it's clobbering time. Yeah. So we would at least had that. <laughs> nope. Mm -mm. <laughs> hey, Joe. You like lists? I've been known to like a list or two. What about this one? This one, uh, what was the wording on it? Because I may have done it wrong. I did memorable encounters. This was suggested to us by super listener Justin. Okay. So I took it as people I've met. All right. Uh, okay. So I kind of did this right. Yeah. Uh, and I put it as positive encounters. Yeah. <laughs> Just some bitch gave me AIDS. Yeah. Um, at number five, meeting Dennis O'Neill who is a comic writer, who was comic editor for a long time. He wrote a lot of shit. He wrote Iron Man. He wrote a Daredevil. Extensive run on Batman and was editor or like the the main editor of all the Batman books for a number of years. Good shit. And he's one of those guys that had been in the industry forever. I was uh, very happy to meet him. I was fucking like the comic book geek that I am, just like, took a big picture and i got a stupid fucking grin you know i'm looking Was your really, shirt tucked in probably looking really shitty and uh <laughs> but no i was very glad to meet him denny o'neill and i think this was at uh you did did you do a show in san antonio or austin because there probably. was one that i took uh like, I took some shit to Jay, delivered it to him, and I saw you, and you said, hey, nobody's at that table right across from me. 
And this was like the day. Oh, before. San Antonio. Was it San Antonio? Okay, yeah. So I went home, came back the next morning, and just set up, set up there without paying or shit. So I think I met him at that show. Um, so yeah, so that whole thing was like free for me. Good time. And then I remember that we had like this weird separate kind of separated room in the room. Mm-hmm. Where it was just like a hallway where you're supposed to iron your clothes and then you slip <laughs> in there. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. So uh my number five, I forget if it I forget if it was called Chicago Comic Con or Wizard World. Definitely wasn't C two E two. But uh I was young. Maybe like seven ish and my dad took me to the big comic convention at rosemont whatever wherever the fuck it was and uh he had me wait in line for hours not saying oh you're just gonna wait in this line you're gonna you're gonna meet somebody oh my god what felt like an eternity later, I met Stan Lee. Oh, shit. I handed in this Silver Surfer comic book that he signed, and then this X-Men comic book, he signed it, and then I handed him this Spider-Man comic book, and he said, hey, this isn't one of mine, and gave it back, and then the security shoot us off so the next people could come up. I'll always remember him saying, hey, Spider-Man's not one of mine. (laughs) Even at that age, something didn't seem right, Joe. Yep. He basically admitted it to you. (laughs) (laughs) So shout out to my dad. Rest in empowerment. Sleep well, Steve. Uh, at number four, uh, meeting Vinny Apice. Uh You know, everybody knows I'm a fan of Dio, you know, and, you know, went to, I took some shit to get signed. I usually don't, you know, especially at the horror conventions. You know, I don't, you know, don't really care about a whole lot of that stuff. Uh, but this guy, yeah, was, took my albums to get signed. And he's like, hey, what do you do? He's like, you, you're set up here. And it's like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, I'll go check out your stuff after a while. And he did. And he said, hey, so I've been looking for a T-shirt guy. And as we said last time, you know, when uh, when we were talking about telling artists that, hey, I'll get, you know, get you to do some commission work. You know, I actually do that. When he told me this, I hear that all the time. And I'm, yeah, sure, man. Just, you know, shoot me an email, whatever. Uh, you don't think of anything of it because you hear it all the time. But yeah, a couple of months later, he did reach out, and I've been doing shirts for him. So that's that's pretty fucking cool. And we just God did. damn dream come true, Joe. You're living the dream, isn't it? I so? am. I am living the poor dream. Still living it though. Mm-hmm. So, uh, number four. I don't know if it was. It was either the second or third Frightmare I did. I can't remember. It. I think it was the first hotel they did it at because I only missed the first one 
and then one when I was moving to uh, fucking L.A. <clears throat> so I forget what it was. It was a small ass fucking thing. It was just one small room and then a smaller room on the other side. There was a parking garage across the street just for the hotel. I forget which one it was, but it was a small hotel. There was one that only had one elevator. So uh, I was sitting up next to this dude. Uh, He was just like him and I were the only ones really drinking that weekend. And then he was just like, hey, man, let's see what you got. And he bought a fucking bullshit DVD that I just slapped together with like race war and some mold making shit. And then from then on, him and I, we just stayed in contact and decided to do a podcast together. And now I'm talking to that guy right now. And that is when I met Tom Atkins. Oh, I mean, Joe Garcia. That's when I met that dude, and it turns out I thought I was taking my beer home when we left, (laughs) and I actually took the son of a bitch's beer behind us because it was so early and frightmares going on that they didn't even have separations between the front and back tables. So I just ran off with this cocksucker's fucking beer. (laughs) Or even between tables, you know, there was really no separations whatsoever. Yeah. Long time ago. It was. Uh, at number three, I have uh, all the people I've met at KillerCon, which even though I didn't go here because of finances, you know, I need to go make money. I don't make money at KillerCon. But, uh, I mean, all the people there are cool as shit, and it's been uh, cool to meet them. You know, some of them are or at least big names to me, like Brian Keene is a, a big name in the horror oh, yeah. writing field. So, you know, meeting him and just talking with him about comics and other geeky shit all night was really cool. Uh, I like to show a lot. I like that. Uh, I like the people I've met there. Oh, I forget when this was. I want to say it was late 2020, maybe early 2021. It was the uh, first Houston Horror Film Festival pop-up. This was like the first event since everyone was locked down. I mean, other states were just like, no, we're not doing shit. But Texas just like, oh, yeah, you could do whatever. So Joe and I set up. And then the old horror-holics set up, and we were all just getting completely fucking smashed because we thought the world was ending or whatever the fuck was happening at that time. So we're just like, yeah, we're out. We're just going to get fucking wasted, do it up. Fucking Eric and Joe almost, I should say, Eric almost got the shit beat out of him by Joe. (laughs) But yeah, it was just a fucking wild night. And then fucking, it was time for Joe and I to call it a night. We were slamming beers, slamming pitchers all fucking night. I tripped over something, went down like a fucking tree in the woods. And fucking the giant among men, 
Ari Lehman runs a hero. up a hero. <laughs> and says, oh, God, are you okay? Let me help, help you up. up. So it's fucking Joe and Ari Lehman. It's like two Ewoks helping Chewbacca back up to his fucking feet. <laughs> so Ari Lehman, right on, man. Appreciate you for sure. It was a difficult trip back to the room that night too, because it the hotel was weird and it was a long ass hallway, and just navigating this hall and we were like drunk, drunk. Like one of the drunkest I've ever been in my life. And like I on the hallway, I face planted against the wall at least twice. Didn't go. You fell in the elevator once. I fell in the elevator. we got back to the room and just fell out. <laughs> well, you did. I puked all over yeah. the fucking Which place. I noticed when I woke up, brushed my teeth, brushed my fucking teeth. <laughs> Spinach so, and mushroom lining the fucking sink. Up the fucking sink. I said, "Well, shit. I guess I'm. I don't know. Using toilet water or, or brush my shower, which is, I think what I did." Uh, and just kind of slipped out. I was like, I'm out. got to go. And just left Tom there. He's like, fuck, did I rent this room? I think I did. <laughs> yeah, we both started driving that morning a little earlier than we should have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At number two, meeting Tom and the other 10 DWN of representatives that he had with him at Texas Frightmare Weekend, maybe 2003. I don't know. It was at a small hotel, you see, and the parking lot that was across the way, one elevator. Uh, so, yeah, met this guy that was selling movies. No, see, we met the year before that. The one after that, I said, hey, we're promoting this movie. You guys got to come and fucking do this shit. So we definitely met before you met everybody. Maybe, yeah. Because that yeah, was at a different right. hotel. It yeah. was a different hotel when you had the 80 people with you all lined up. Or like there was like 12 people on the floor when I walked in this room. And I was like, ah, I'll see you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't look for like it's for me. Yeah, you're right. Because we were just standing there at that other uh, space. Yeah, and that's uh, Tom had... Not a whole bunch of masks with him like he does now, but I remember he did have an Incredible Hulk mask, which was done in the style of Jack Kirby. It wasn't done like the way you do it now. You know, I would say it was done in the style of Lee Weeks. I was thinking it was Jack Kirby, and I think Lee Weeks tries to do it like Jack Kirby too. So I appreciated, but now I know differently now that Tom had a knowledge of old Marvel, but uh, he was doing Lee Weeks, I guess. <laughs> Wrong this whole time. But anyway, yeah, picked up a copy of Race War, the original, which hardly any of his newer fans have seen, uh, and watched it when I got home and said, shit, that's pretty good. And I think the next time I saw Tom, he was dressed like a dandy. He had a curly <laughs> dash and a suit. And it was at some film festival. 
And uh, people really thought that like I was somebody special and not just some dickhead going undercover to make himself laugh. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, we've been friends since. So you know, conventions. You know, just don't focus on the celebrities. Focus on the people around you. You know, you might have a successful podcast come out of it. We don't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's wild. It's well over a decade that we've been mm -hmm. friends, and that just shows how fucking fast time goes by. And I was much younger then, so it just shows that Joe was always trying to pick up young men. <laughs> Weird. Weird. Yeah, but Tom did steal that guy's beer, which is. I did. Fuck him. <laughs> Number two was uh, when Fred Williamson was at this just like weird pop culture show. It was, uh, I remember it because it was the last time that my dad was kind of all right in the brain and we had a good time together and we got super, super drunk, just, you know, fucking living it up and just laughing and shit. And then the next morning had to go set up at this fucking thing and probably shouldn't drove there, but it was literally seven minutes away from his house. So we were there, we're loading shit in. I was, oh shit, the hammer, dog, I got some shit for you. He's like, all right, all right, man, right on, right on. So I come back and I give him the fucking uh, the frost mask I made. He's like, oh, man, this is great. My kids will love this shit, but I got no way to get it home. I'm just like, well, give it back to me. I'll mail it to you. So he gives me his address <laughs> and I put it back. I'm just like, man, I'm going to come back and get some shit signed, dog. I fucking... You're the shit, man. Right on. Fuck yeah. So fucking, we go set up, do all that shit. And then I go, he has like maybe three people in his line. The lady in front of him, she goes, hey, do you mind if I do an interview with you? And then that sparked, the, oh shit. He said, yes. So I'm going to ask him if I can do an interview with him too. And it was just drunken off-the-head garbage, not, like, really even going into his po'boy productions and the movies that he directed. It was just like, hey, man, tell me about Boss Beep. And I kept saying, Boss Beep, Boss Beep. And Hacksaw Jim Duggan was set up right, but, like, right next to him. His tables were touching. And this motherfucker's just looking up at me the whole time, just like, this dude's gonna get his fucking ass <laughs> when Fred Williamson was cool as shit, even though I gave him that free mask, he still charged me for the autograph. <laughs> but that's all right. I beeped at him a bunch, but you know, he named the movie that, not he me. <laughs> yeah, he put up billboards at his own expense. Mm -hmm. You yep. talked about that. I'm not going to promote that interview, but if you want to find it, it's out there uncensored. <sighs> Instagram took it down. <laughs> I didn't know that. I right. did. Uh, number one would be 
meeting Lisa, who would go on to become my wife. So, you know, that's not only a great experience, a life-changing experience for me. So, so yeah, number one there, Lisa. I know you don't listen to this show, though. But maybe she will. Maybe. So we talked about the Chicago Comic-Con. Excuse me, a few years later, my dad took me. Excuse me. Took me back again. The Spawn movie was coming out. They had this oh, big shit. display. John oh, Fuck yeah. yeah. They had this big display with like a life-size violator and the Spawn mobile. And they were just like, hey, wear these two halves of the same sticker and you could win a prize. I Spawn stickers, I'll wear them. I don't give a shit. So we go, we see Lou Ferrigno, we see Fabian, and, you know, all this fucking other shit. And then we're just walking around, me and my dad, and then this black dude walks up and puts his arm around me and kind of guides me away. And my dad, hey, what the fuck are you doing? Grabs the fucking guy. He's just like, whoa, 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 don't you know who I am? I was just like, no, my dad's, oh, fuck no. You know, whatever he said to this guy. <laughs> and then he was like, oh, no, no, come over here, come over here. I'm Hal Simmons, Todd McFarlane, <laughs> named Spawn after me. You were wearing the two sides of the sticker, so you win. And he's seen how, like, he was about to get his fucking ass beat for trying to molest me or whatever. <laughs> so he just fucking gave me way more stuff than he was supposed to <laughs> just if he spotted just a you know, regular person wearing this shit. And it was like a bunch of Men in Black promo stuff. So I ended up getting like the all the Men in Black movie figures. Because, you know, it's just like, oh, one bag with one figure and then comic books or whatever. Here you go. But no, he didn't want to get his ass beaten, being called a child molester. <laughs> just like, oh, here's all this fucking shit. And I will always remember that shit because it is funny on all levels. Joe. And now you're a big fan of uh, Big of Men in Black, too. Yeah, that's where it came from, because they, they gave me all this Men in Black shit, so I had to go see the movie and love it. So just like something you mentioned, uh, like I'm reading this thing that collects a whole bunch of tie-ins to a Batman story that is good, but the tie-ins are not. But the <laughs> worst ones in here are Teen Titans, and they're Whoa. written by Scott Lobdell, and Fabian Zinzza. Those guys, I never liked their writing. When they were at X-Men, to me, that was the worst. New Mutants. No, they weren't on that. Yeah, I think they were the New Mutants. They were on X-Men. Excalibur, maybe? No, they were on X-Men. They were on the two main X-Men titles. Mm. Shit sucked, you know, but they had... Uh, Witless Portasis, you know, which are <laughs> the guard. So people were buying it up, you know. Not good. What's the list for next week? Because I got to piss. We're doing our five favorite stores that we used to like to go to and spend time and 
buy shit. DWNProductions.net, FastCustomShirts.com. Have a great week, and boy, God. Sounds good. Oh,